0: I had when I started out this debilitating fear that like I had no idea what I was talking about like even being a dog mom for, for what is it, like seven years before I started my channel, I was like, everyone's going to tell me I'm ridiculous, I'm wrong, I have no idea what I'm doing.
1: Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 165 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Dusty here, as always, bringing you another creator interview on the feed. Do want to give a huge shout out and thank you to TubeBuddy for continuing to support this show and sponsoring each and every episode. If you haven't already, click the links down below and download the free browser plugin or the iOS and Android app, and I promise you, You will find one or two tools within their suite of tools that will help you take your YouTube channel to the next level. Also, huge thank you to the patrons over on Patreon.com. Uh, as little as a dollar, $5, 10 bucks a month. You can support the podcast here if you're like, hey, Dusty, I love what you're doing. I love your content. Here's a couple of bucks to help you keep the mic hot, keep the lights on over there uh, recording those podcast episodes. It means a lot to me. Got a bunch of new patrons this week. We got Lyle L. We've got uh, Oscar M. We've got Stacy X. And we also have Jessica L. Thank you guys all for uh, becoming new patrons this week. You can do so by looking at the links in the description below. Now, normally on these openings of the podcast, I don't, I rarely talk about news. I rarely talk about things going on in the YouTube world. Uh, I I kind of keep that for my other podcast, which is called two buddy express, which is more of a a actionable, shorter format show. Uh, but I do want to give you a heads up that there has been a, an update letter, uh, written by the CEO of YouTube. I always mess up her name. So I'm going to call her Susan W. uh, because I will completely butcher her last name. Uh, but you can find that by going to the new Creator uh, Studio Beta dashboard, uh, and at the top there it says read letter. I'll also link to that. Uh, it's on the YouTube Creators blog as well. Basically, she's addressing creator feedback and she's updating on the 2019 priorities. She really talked. I'm not going to go over the whole letter here, but she talks about communication between uh, them, YouTube, and their creators, as well as issues with basically uh, creating, you know, uh, creators beyond YouTube, as well as the new uh, strike policy and things like that. A lot, a lot of good meat in there. If you're a YouTuber uh, worth your salt and you really are interested in what's going on behind the scenes at YouTube, this is a great read. And I really love that they are you know, taking it upon themselves to really communicate with us from the top. And so with all of that being said, I think that is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't already, by the way, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be iTunes, uh, what other podcast player that you uh, utilize please, please, please subscribe to the show. That way, every time we go live with a new interview on Wednesdays, you will be notified. Don't forget to leave us a review, whether it be positive or negative, letting us know what you think of the show, because that always helps us grow and reach new people, and I really do appreciate that. And without any further ado, let's jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter. As always, the host of this show. I am super excited today to be joined by Camille from Miller Husky Vlogs. Camille has a YouTube channel, as I just mentioned, called Mealer Husky, where she posts tips, reviews, fun things to do with your huskies, and other creative dog-related content. Her videos feature her two huskies, Phoenix and Falcon, which by the way, those are amazingly named dogs, um, uh, the latter of which sadly passed away last year. I do a apologize I'm sorry for that Camille and her adventures uh, in in being their human though her experience with her dogs and the amazing people she has connected with on the platform Camille's mission is to continuously learn and share how to be a better dog parent and I think we all strive for that as well how are you doing today Camille
0: I'm great how are you
1: I'm doing absolutely fantastic I can't wait to hear a little more about this very unique channel that you've created and and seem to built a really fun community around. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves, will you please let me and my audience know a little bit more about kind of the start of the Miller Husky YouTube channel and kind of how you got into it and kind of where you are now?
0: Sure. Um, I always knew I wanted to make some sort of content online. I used to do a lot of Like home videos with my sister um, when we were little, and they were all horrible. But this channel kind of started because I, well, I have a son, and when I was on maternity leave, I kind of got bored (laughs) not doing my job that I do on a nine to five basis. So, um, and also it was kind of an opportunity for me to hang out with my dogs, who I had been a parent to for much longer than my two month old son. So um, it kind of turned into like, you know, a time to hang out with them and also share what I knew on, on Huskies.
1: Now, with all of that being said, did you have any experience on the platform creating videos or was this just like, you know what, I've always wanted to do something on YouTube. Let's just go ahead and take the plunge now.
0: Yeah, it was definitely the latter. I had zero experience in Uh, editing lighting sound none of that so if you look at some of my old videos like the lighting is terrible the sound is horrible Mm -hmm. i'm not even fully looking at the camera um but i just like was like if i don't start now i'll never start
1: exactly exactly sometimes it just takes that that little push to kind of get us to decide to do something. So, um, looking at your videos now, and I, I was doing so before we went on the call here earlier this morning. Um, you can tell that I, you know, I didn't go back and look at your older videos, but you have, such a great presence on the camera and your audio and your video quality seem perfectly fine. They're, they're fantastic. Um, and your dog, you know, just seems perfect for the camera. It seems like he, he kind of eats it up. Uh, so you have some really fun content out there. Now let's talk about kind of the, the transition from, okay, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to do a YouTube channel to, okay, how do I improve and how do I actually grow this thing? Because now, I mean, you're in the, in the teens as far as, you know, getting close to that as far as thousands of subscribers coming into your channel. Um, So obviously you're doing something right. So kind of as far as that transition goes, what are some things that you've done to try to implement on your channel to help you grow and to really, uh, I guess you would say spread your message even more.
0: Um, So for me, a hundred percent it is, uh, engagement with your community. And when I first started out, that was definitely something I didn't do. I kind of viewed YouTube as like a place for me to put things out there in the world, but to not really receive anything back. So I never answered any of my comments. I just like was like, okay, people are going to watch my videos, and that's that. Um, and then when I really started engaging in, with my community, it just took it to a whole nother level for me. So I started doing this, this portion at the end of all of my videos where I ask, um, all of my subscribers, um, on various platforms to send me a picture of their dog sleeping on something that isn't a pillow. It's called hashtag. This is a pillow. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) yes, I've, I've gotten some really interesting pictures and they always make me laugh and I love sharing them. And I think, um, my subscribers really love sending them to me. So I'll get, I'll get random ones of, uh, I've seen somebody send me a picture of their rabbit. It doesn't even have to be a dog sleeping on a pile of bricks. That so. is
1: hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, uh, something I want to start asking on the podcast that I haven't done very much yet is asking about the specific community, like on YouTube, like how has the animal uh, more, more specifically, how is the dog community on YouTube? Cause there's a ton of pet slash dog youtubers out there, how have they kind of welcomed you and how have you been welcomed into that community since you've started your channel?
0: Oh they dog people are awesome people I, I do agree <laughs> like, I,
1: I agree with that one hundred percent
0: yeah they're kind of like dogs in in the uh, sense that everyone's your friend so I didn't I in the beginning and i think this is a lot of uh, this is a mistake that a lot of like new youtubers make i was thinking like these people aren't my competition like they're coming out with videos that gain more views or more subscribers than i do and i'm going to worry about that um, but it really isn't the case it's just like such a warm like inclusive community and kind of just like a husky like the more in the pack the merrier Um, It kind of opened my eyes because last year I went to PetCon, which is an event in New York City that we went to, myself and my dog Phoenix, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it was just, like, full of pet influencers, like, on Instagram and YouTube, and everybody was just, like, the nicest person I've ever met, Um, and their pets were also amazing as well, so it kind of, it just, like, opened my eyes to an even bigger opportunity of, you know, a community that just, is so welcoming
1: it's funny though that you said that about you know in the beginning we all think that these people that are in our same niche or our same space are our competitors when in reality you know the thing that I think you know helped me and my YouTube channel become uh, you know even as successful as as it is today is the ability to communicate and talk with and be able to relate to those creators who are doing the same things that I'm doing and they don't look at me as competition. They, they, you know, I, I've had almost all of them so far on this podcast because they are willing to come on and share their knowledge. And so it's funny that we, at times in our YouTube career, think that these people are our competition. They're not. They're doing the same thing that you are. And it's hard enough as a creator, and Camille, you know this, to find people in our day-to-day walk who do things similar that, that we do. I, I don't know about you, but I come in contact with very few YouTubers on a day-to-day basis, other than communicating with them around my business and my YouTube channel. I mean, out and about at the gym or you know restaurants, whatever, it's very rare that I come across one. And so with that being said, I want to talk to people who are doing the same thing that I'm doing. So I couldn't agree more with what you said there. Let's talk about a business for a minute are you looking to possibly grow this into a business and if so are there any ways that you are monetizing or making money from your content currently
0: so the my youtube channel right now is my side hustle I do have um, a full-time job that I try to manage at the same time as this channel I um, Eventually, someday. Yes, it is my dream to make this into my main hustle. Um, But I think because I do have like my other job, it's not going to be at the same rate as somebody who is like, you know, really trying to make this happen. Um, Right now, I I know there's so many opportunities. I I would like to get into Patreon, which I am not in yet. I would like to start getting into merch, which I'm not involved in yet. So for me, it's just like I'm putting out videos. I have the community and I get like, you know, pennies from AdSense. But that's that's where I am right now.
1: Absolutely. You're at that kind of pre-monetization stage, but you definitely at the size that you are now. Just some advice from me and from other guests that we've had on the show. You are at the size now to where you can start making money, whether it be through, uh, you know, dog companies who who want to sponsor videos or whatever it may be. You are at the size now to where you can definitely start figuring out ways to monetize and make money uh, from your content. Uh, you know, you got you got to buy you got to buy that dog food, and it's not it's not cheap. So uh, <laughs> it's I, true. I definitely understand that. Um that that's a really interesting answer and that's why I like to bring people of all, you know, sizes as far as, you know, YouTube channel size on the podcast because, you know, people are at different, you know, different stages of their YouTube journey and so I want people to be able to hear from everyone who who may be at the same stage that they are currently in their YouTube channel. Um what is something Camille that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube?
0: Oh, that Showing up is half the battle. No. Oh, yes. Like, uh, I uh, like I said in the beginning, I wasn't answering any of my comments in my in my earlier videos, and honestly, they're the ones that got the most views. Like one of them went semi-viral, and I never said anything to anybody that commented on those videos. People were talking about me in third person in the comments, and I was like, okay. I need to be more present in this space and I need to like build my community more. So like showing up in my comments, but also in person to events. So the the PetCon that I went to last year with my dog was really the first event that I showed up to um, as, you know, Camille, the content creator. Um, and it, it just like opened up, you know, the floodgates of like what this could potentially be.
1: Now, you, you have a, a, a kind of a, a saying or a slogan that you just mentioned a couple of times here on the podcast about being present. Um, explain what you mean by that because I think that's something that goes kind of, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't get enough, I guess you would say, attention in the YouTube space. Like when when you're a creator at the size that you're at right now, how important and why do you think it's important that you are present within your channel comments or on the community tab or over on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you're trying to build up that community why why is that so important do you think um
0: i i think it's the it's definitely the making the connection with people i mean It's it means a lot to me, at least when I make a comment on somebody's YouTube video and then they respond back to me. I'm like, oh, this is a real person on the other side of the screen. And, you know, they have their own life and their own things that they're doing with. And now I'm interested.
1: And, you, you know, a lot of times and I want to kind of see if you agree with me on this. A lot of times you know, whether it's a live stream or, or a video, a comment section, whatever it may be, it just makes the the person feel special, right? Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. that? It just makes them feel like they're included. All right. Another fun thing about being on the podcast and getting to talk to all the different cool creators like yourself and other people I have on the show is to be able to ask them about their day, their normal creative day and the tools that they use. So uh, go ahead and give us a full scope of what you do when you get up all the way to when you go to bed when you're talking about content creation and the different tools that you use uh, you know, to get there.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, get ready.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> like I said, I have um, a full-time job, so most of the time I wake up, I have a three-year-old, so we take care of him. I also have my husky. I take care of her, and I get ready to go to work for uh, I guess from 9 to maybe 5.15, rush home, take care of dinner, cleaning stuff up, bath time. And then after bedtime, around maybe 9.30 is when I start my second job, which is my YouTube channel. Okay. So I have a really strict schedule, um, and this is like one of the things that I excel at, I would say. Um, so th- my this, this, would, this
1: would be your strength then?
0: Yes. My background okay. is project management. So right. I have like almost a ridiculous schedule <laughs> that I try to follow for maintaining this channel. I have like every Monday, I edit my vlog. Every Tuesday, I edit my main video. And Wednesday, I post my video. Then I do all my promo for it. Then on Thursday, I like record three videos for the next coming three weeks. Um, on f- Saturday or Sunday, I'll do some overflow if I have to during my son's nap time. But it's it's like fitting Pieces of a puzzle together to kind of just make it all work. And I don't sleep very much, so don't don't do that.
1: <laughs> sleep sleep is overrated, right? <laughs> it is. It is right. <laughs> Even the
0: parents sleep means nothing.
1: <laughs> no, I I do think that that sleep is you know a certain amount of sleep is required and definitely important. But you know I don't I hate hearing people who come and email me and comment and they're like, well I just don't have the time to be a creator. Well, no, what you don't have is the actual will. Or willpower to actually, or the want to, to actually do what is required to grow a YouTube channel. It's not that you don't have the time. There's time out there. You know, you just talked about it. You're a mother you're a dog mother, you've got a full-time job, and yet you still manage to upload on a regular basis in a consistent form. And so I, I don't want to hear people tell me, oh, well, there's no, there's no time for a YouTube channel. No, there's time. You just got to be wanting to do it and willing to do it. And you can hear from kind of what Camille's talking about that she definitely is willing to do it. Now, let's talk about the tools of the trade. What What are you using to get the job done on YouTube?
0: Uh, Well, I have, oh my gosh, I don't know what it's called. I have a Nikon. I have a nice camera. (laughs) Right. And I have my, I have uh, also a GoPro that I use like when we go places. Um, I have two Rode microphones that I use for, one for the GoPro, one for the Nikon. I got these LED lights from Amazon with a softbox for each of them. Uh, my sister actually bought me the backdrop that I use for my videos today. Um, a lot of my gear has been like birthday presents, Christmas presents. People just know what to get me.
1: <laughs> right.
0: They're so nice. Um, and uh, to edit, I I use Sony Vegas Pro. Not a lot of people I have heard use that. And for my vlogs, sometimes I'll use uh, my MacBook, but that's pretty much it.
1: And and, you know, I asked that question for a lot of different reasons. Number one, because I'm a a gear and technology head, so I love hearing about what people are using. But number two, I just want people to understand that that you can get the job done with almost anything, so uh it's it's fun to hear all the different things that people use you know within their YouTube channel. um if you could give one piece of advice to an emerging youtuber or someone looking to grow or uh, do more with their YouTube channel, what would that piece of advice be beyond the the connection and, and the the communication that you've already spoken of in the comment section?
0: oh it's yeah, it's that you are enough i I have not marketed myself I'm horrible at like telling people what I do and what I could do for them so um just the worst thing that could possibly happen when you reach out to like a brand or anyone you want to collaborate with is that they say no and you know that's okay (laughs)
1: Why? Why do you think people are so bad at that? Uh, You know, as far as like self-marketing, especially when they're getting into YouTube and they're doing it as a hobby, maybe looking into transition into doing it full-time, like what you're doing. What is so difficult about, I mean, you know, other than the fact that it's, you know, most people don't like to talk about themselves. Now, I, I, <laughs> I do know and I'm around a lot of people who that's definitely not the case. They, they quite enjoy talking about themselves. Uh, but why do you think it's so difficult for us to do that as far as like, you know, when we know how, how good that could be for our YouTube channel and to say to ourselves, that, hey, listen, you're enough. What you do here, the, 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 the stuff that you create, your message is good enough.
0: Um, I mean, I can tell you from my experience that I've, I had, when I started out, this debilitating fear that, like, I had no idea what I was talking about. Like, even being a dog mom for, for what is it, like, seven years before I started my channel, I was like, everyone's going to tell me I'm ridiculous, I'm wrong, I have no idea what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I, I was just so worried about that. So I never really advertised myself or said like, Hey, look at what I'm doing over here. And, uh, on one of my videos, actually, it was just a video of me giving my dogs a bath. And my focus in that video was just like their ridiculous reactions to getting a bath. But I got all this feedback in the comments that like you're you're doing it wrong, you're wasting water, you're not washing them right, and it was just like the worst thing that could happen, and it happened, and I came out on the other side, and I realized that like that it's okay to kind of make mistakes like that or like have feedback like that because then you learn from it, um, and then you also learn how to react to when that sort of thing happens, and you grow
1: isn't that hilarious though that that trolls on the internet think that that they can comment and you know a lot of times it's true though they 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 do get to us, and a lot of times there's a ton of creators out there, maybe somebody listening to this episode today, where maybe that's what has stopped them from creating, and I just want to encourage anyone listening to this that if that's the case, you know, there's a lot of things out there that can discourage a creator, and if this is something that's discouraging you right now, I want to just pick you up and say, listen, it happens to all of us. Camille just mentioned what happened to her. It happens to me probably on a daily basis multiple times uh, during the week where I'll get a comment, and they'll be like, No, no, no! You're you're showing us how to do this here with this software, but really, you should do this as much quicker, or you need to talk faster, or oh my goodness, you have no no idea what you're talking about. There's, you know, I remember. It's funny you said that, Camille. You 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 just brought up a bad a bad time in my 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 podcasting career. But I remember when. I got a review, one of the first reviews on my podcast, where it says that uh, basically the review said something along the lines of the podcast is great, Dusty's a great host, but he seems to be reusing a lot of content that other YouTube educators are using. And I remember thinking about that, and I was like, I really don't watch anybody, so I don't really know who he's talking about. But I do have a lot of ideas that you know maybe have stemmed from other great minds or other people in the space. So. I don't know, and, and and for a minute there, I thought maybe I should just stop podcasting because there's no reason for me to podcast if there's other people out there doing what I'm doing. That's not the case. There's only one Camille, there's only one Dusty, there's only one you, and I think that's kind of what you were getting at.
0: Right, exactly. And the, the turning point for me really is the the first time I responded to one of these trolls, and I was like, you're right, I could do a better job thank you for your for your feedback and it's helping me to learn every day and they were like so grateful that I responded
1: (laughs) a lot of times if you respond to those people it 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 kind of catches them so off guard that they don't know how to respond because because they're they're normally typing that thinking that they're going to get a silence response that no one is going to be responding to to actually that that mean comment and then when you do they kind of feel bad for saying it. I mean, not all of them. You know, some of them are just terrible human beings. But a lot of them, will, a lot of them will just seriously begin to feel bad about what they've said and what they've done. And it's funny to hear the interaction between the two people. So maybe if you want to get back at them, just respond to them in a nice way. Kill them with kindness, as my mother would say. Uh, but right, that's, uh, and that's they cool. have.
0: I mean, they had good points.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, had I mean, to yeah. Just,
0: like, get stop being butthurt and say like, okay, well, you know, maybe they have a point, and I can be better. And I got better from it. So thank you, you know, Internet trolls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I, I spoke on this in my my recent episode of the two buddy express podcast where I said, if you're not willing to learn, not even on YouTube, but like as a person, right? Like if you're not willing to get better, if you're not willing to learn to become more patient, if you're not willing to learn to, to do something to make you better at, at whatever skill or task you're trying to do, what's the point of even doing it? Like, like if you're, if, if I mean, if, if you're just wanting to stay the status quo the whole time and, and, and just stay where you are and stay, you know, uh, you know, where you are in the same pattern, you're never going to get better. You're never going to grow. And so, I don't know. I just, I, I love that we got on this topic because I feel, I feel like I could get to do a whole episode on this again, but man, that, that's such good advice coming from you. And it's cool how you learned that just by putting yourself out there and, and, and doing what I think is the right thing. Um, let's talk about the future for a minute. Um, you talked about wanting to do this maybe, um, you know, full time, maybe wanting to turn the side hustle into a, a full time gig. Um, talk about the short term and long term of your channel. What are you looking to do?
0: Um, well, as I said, showing up is half the battle. And for me, I am still working on um, really valuing myself as a creator. So this year, um, one of my goals was to just reach out. Um, to brands and see if they would like to collaborate with me and also collaborate with other content creators, um, grow the community a little bit. Uh, I wanted to get the Patreon started. I've, I've been brainstorming, you know, what I could offer my patrons. And it's always like the battle internally within myself, like, are they even going to want <laughs> to support me? Um, and then I say to myself, like, oh, no, no, they're going to, you know, you're enough. <laughs> um, but it's, it's more, you know, things like that. But of course, for me, I'm not in a a huge rush to do that, but it's getting more and more exciting for me. So, you know, I'm getting there.
1: Well, I'm excited for you because I've seen your content and I know what you're capable of and I know that you're going to be fantastic once you get to that point. The only advice I would give you about Patreon and it's something that I'm still learning on. Number one, make sure that any commitment you make on there, that you have time to to support it. That's something that I'm running into right now to where I have a lot of people wanting to support me at, at a higher tier to where, you know, they get support for me on a monthly basis. And it, it was hard in the beginning to keep up because, you know, trying to, uh, with it, with a busy schedule as a parent, you have to really be working with people who care about you. Um, and fortunately I am, and, and kind of like what you said, understanding that, that what you offer is worth something and what i mean by that is that what you offer is worth something monetarily to where a lot of times people come to me and they're like well maybe i you know maybe i don't want to do a patreon because what i think i can offer to people isn't worth money that's not true your time is worth something you are worth something and so i would highly encourage people if you haven't already and you're looking into a Patreon, those are a couple of, of, of kind of uh, pain points that I've run into. So hopefully that can help you out as well. Now, Camille, we're getting close to the end of this interview. I want you to let my audience know where they can get in touch with you online.
0: Um, you can see my main YouTube channel on youtube.com slash Husky. That's M-E-E-L-E-R Husky. Um, you could find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mueller Husky. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll, I also have a vlog channel called Mueller Husky Vlogs where I just post whenever I want. It's mostly for me.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. You know what What else is cool about you doing what you're doing with your dog and your son and your family is that, you know, years from now you'll be able to go back and look at these times and the seasons of your life and, and watch the videos. And how cool is that going to be to be able to have all of these recaps and all of these cool moments that you captured on video that's another really neat kind of passive thing that's happening all along as well
0: 100 percent. i actually said this to somebody a couple days ago that like if at the end of all of this i just have a chronological like timeline of everything that's happened with my son and my dogs that would be great
1: that's worth it you know i i am getting increasingly to where I despise Facebook, I despise Instagram, I despise the time that it that it takes for me during the day and I'm I'm doing everything I can to to monitor my time spent on social media. Uh, but the one thing that I that I that I know with having two daughters that I'm really proud of is I can go back on my Instagram and my my wife's Instagram page, and and I did this the other day. When my first daughter was born, it was one of her first words, and and, and my wife and I just kind of cried and and laughed over all of these old videos and pictures, and it's going to be so cool you know, in, in years from now, maybe decade, you know, a decade from now being able to go back and, and, and look at these things in chronological order and kind of where we are as a family. And, uh, YouTube is the same way. So, uh, more power to you, Camille. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been such a really fun episode and we'll talk to you next time.